Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Lauren Hurston shares a story about, well, let me stop here. Lauren's going to share a story about cutting, self-harm. This could trigger emotions for some people. If you're one of those people, you might want to stop the recording now. Otherwise, here's Lauren Hurston to tell her story. Okay, so my story um, starts out when I am 14 years old. And I am a 14-year-old asshole. Um, I know, crazy, right? Um, But I I say this because, um, specifically, I'm an asshole with my mom. And um, this is important because... Uh, we had, this is the first time that my mother and I have been living alone together. So my, my parents divorced when I was three, and then my brother had just moved to go to college. So, you know, we're, we're butting heads a lot. And, um, and <laughs> what doesn't help is that I am also in what some might call my goth phase, so much to her chagrin, I'm wearing, um, you know, this dark makeup and I'm um, dyeing my hair all these colors and, you know, I'm wearing like these really obnoxious t-shirts. Not that every goth is obnoxious, but my goth, my version was very obnoxious. So I'm wearing like, uh, I remember that this one t-shirt, I'd literally just taken a white t-shirt and I cut it up and uh, I wrote on a black, with a black Sharpie on it, um, mommy, what's a sex pistol? And I wore that to church. So, yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and, um, on top of this, um, I have developed a very, um, a very nasty habit of cutting, of cutting myself. So, so all of these things are happening, and it's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's very uncivil in my house at this point. So on this time when this happened, this was a Sunday, and uh, the Sunday was different be- from other Sundays because I had actually finished my homework, which never happened. I, I was that kid who, uh, who was like scribbling outside homeroom and right before class. So the fact that I actually uh, finished it early, uh, that, was, um, that was a good thing. So my mom wanted to treat me. And so she took me out um, to this little Chinese place that we go to. And um, this is also the same time that the movie uh, Titanic came out. You know, the little indie flick. You guys may have heard of it. Um, so so and at the time, I'm, I'm living in Newport News, and um, they have a Titanic exhibit. And it's really, really cool. It's like... Um, it's like they take the, um, the whole, you know... Museum and they they paint it dark and they had like this huge mural of the ship going down and and they have like this sound loop of kids people screaming and dying and in the very in the very beginning you get a card of a person who was actually on there and then the very end you found out if you had died my person I was a Polish mother of four and I did not make it which to little gothy asshole fourteen year old me was awesome and. Um, so, I, I, but I remember, you know, I remember doing this thing with my mom, and I remember thinking, today was a good day. I was still surly, um, but I was self-aware enough to know that, I, you know, I'd had, I'd had a good time with my mom today. So, um, so we get back home, and my mom is part of a pool league, like a 
billiards, and she has practice every every Sunday night. And she, so she leaves, which leaves me home alone, which is not something that um, I, mean, I take care of myself all the time. But in this particular day, you know, I, I was kind of like riding on the high of having a good day, and then. Um, I'm thinking, what can I possibly, what can I possibly do to make this day even better? I know, I'll cut myself. So, um, just to kind of um, explain for people who don't know that much about cutting, it's it's a very odd, bizarre stress reliever. Um, you know, everybody, it's, it's also very ritualistic. Like, everybody who does it has a very particular thing that they like to do, either the instrument that you like to use or, um, like, where you like to do it, like a location or, like, somewhere on your body. And it's, you know, you, you might even have, like, a mantra sometimes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of just like a really creepy um, kind of um, meditation. It's kind of like yoga, but for goth assholes and zero health benefits whatsoever so um so yeah it does it does act as kind of like a stress reliever but um you know so I I set up and I have my I um I usually use a knife I have a little black pocket knife that I that I usually use but my um I left that in my friend Stephanie's car so what I did have was um was a razor blade um which I don't normally use but whatever um and I lock myself in my bathroom, even though I'm home alone. I just still do it. And, uh, and I sit down on the edge of the tub, and, um, you know, I, I kind of just zone out. Like, this is what I always do. I kind of have a little bit of a mantra, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's really embarrassing. And so I, get, I just kind of, like, zone out, and um, time passes. I don't know how much. But I remember thinking very clearly, like, don't, don't press too hard because razor is different than pocket knife. Um, and um, I, I, I remember, and my eyes are closed, and I remember opening up my eyes, I come to, and I look down, and I, uh, on my leg, I have about a 10-inch long um, cut, a gash, um, and I would, estimating it's about three-quarters to about an inch deep. It's, um, it's not a skinny, it's not a pretty, you know, it's not pretty. It's 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 deep enough so that it's like opened wide, and I can see the inside. I can see the shiny pink flesh. I can see the little red pool of blood pulling up. I can read, or I can see the um, I can see the the yellowish white curdled fatty layer of the skin. I can see it all. Um, but part of me is thinking, well, you know, maybe I can just bandage it up, put some neosporin on it, or something. You know, I don't know. Um, so I'm trying to just, I guess, um, I don't know, find a way that it make it not so bad. But I do have to wrap it up, which means that I have to go down to my mom's bathroom, which is uh, down the hallway. And uh, so I do that, and I'm kind of just like, like hobbling, hobbling along. And I'm still surprised. I'm always surprised that it never hurts as bad. And this case is no different so far. Um, it's doesn't hurt. So I'm, right before I get to my mom's uh, bathroom, I think, well, maybe I can walk on it. So I, I put pressure down on my foot to step, and as soon as I do that, it's like this white, hot, searing pain that just like courses up through my leg, 
up through my whole body to my head. It just, it's literally a shock to my system. And I think, oh, there's, there's the, the pain. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I get a towel and I wrap it up about as tight as I can. And, um, and I wait around for a little bit and I'm still kind of in this mode of like, maybe it's not so bad and whatever. And I'm waiting around in my mom's bathroom and I realize um, that the towel that I had used to um, bandage it up, it's turning red. So um, I, I undo the towel and I look down and it finally hits me that I have effectively filleted my leg like a trout and I need to get to the hospital, like, right now. So I hobble back to the kitchen where there's a cordless phone because it's the 90s and there's a cordless phone in every kitchen and um, make, making very sure not to put any pressure whatsoever on my leg. And I call 911 and I say, I've had an accident and they want to know what happened. And I said, um, I was shaving my legs and I... I'm, this is me thinking on, on the fly. So... I say, okay, we're going to send a paramedic. Just hold tight. And I know that I also have to call my mom. Um, but I, I'm not, I have absolutely zero preparation for what to tell her. So I just, I call her cell phone. And I'm just like, mom, I, I had an accident. I'm okay, but I just need you to come home. And then I just like, I, you know, end the call. And uh, so after a while, the paramedics come. And um, it's two young guys. And one the one starts bandaging me up and uh, he you know is like doing his work and he asks so how did this happen and I go um, I was shaving my legs and I had an accident like it's so it's so like painful like how obnoxious it is or, like me trying to like tell the story and he just looks at me he gives me this look of like raised eyes skeptical are you fucking kidding me girl like nobody's gonna believe that nobody buys it and I was like yeah I got it so this is around the same time that my mom also comes home and my mom sees the sees the ambulance lights she sees the bloody footprints on the carpet, and she sees me being bandaged up, her daughter. And she makes this sound that's like, it's like like maybe a cry or a whimper. It's like the, it's like the sound of just pure despair. It's the worst sound. And, and she comes to me, and, um, and she puts her arms around me and um, holds me like like I'm a like I'm a broken vase, and she's trying desperately to keep all the pieces um, together. And uh, the paramedic says, "This is about as much as we can do here, so we have to get you to the hospital, and uh, we can get you in the ambulance." And my mom, with like this superhuman Hulk like kind of strength, like picks me up, and she says, "I'm taking, I'm driving my daughter to the hospital." So now I'm sitting in the back of my mom's car, and she's driving with one hand, and she's holding my hand I'm in the back seat, and she's talking to me and, like, pleading with me, like, like, please tell me what happened. Please tell me what happened. I'm not mad. Please, baby, just tell me. Tell me what's happening. 
and and I can't say anything. I can't scream my way out of this. I can't ignore my way out of this. I can't do anything. I can't talk because I'm filled with so much shame. And I feel like I have done something so monumentally stupid. And because I have done something so monumentally stupid that maybe I have ruined my life. (laughs) And maybe I have also ruined my mother's life, which is like its own very particular brand of shame. So... So we get to the hospital, and very long story short, because I'm there for a long time, um, the surgeon on duty looks at my leg and he says that the cut's too deep and that they can't do like the normal suturing. So they have to have a specialist come in in order you know, to make it not look like mangled and disfigured and grotesque. So, uh, so they bring in um, a specialist like a plastic surgeon type of person, and they do this procedure where it's like one level of stitches and then another level of stitches, and um, and they do a good job. I gotta say, I am not mangled. I'm, I'm I can't complain. So so that's good. But what we find out is that um, when they find a young girl um, slashed up home alone, like. A Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> um, they gotta call the cops, and they do. And um, so that means that two officers come in, and I'm sitting on. I'm about to. I'm about to have my surgery, and I'm sitting on the table, and it's. They're very cold, and they're very like businesslike, and they're asking me all these weird questions, like, um, you know, was your mom home at the time? Uh, was anybody at home at the time? Did anybody tell you to do this to yourself? Is this your first suicide attempt? And I'm just like, no, my mom wasn't home. I did this to myself. Nobody told me to do this. This is not suicide. I don't know what to tell you what this is, but it's not suicide. And come to find out that um, they had questioned my mom, and they they didn't believe her for some reason um and they wanted to they wanted to arrest her for something neglect or child abuse or something and it was only with my like hard and fast testimony that um that got her out but uh you know the fact that I knew that this really stupid thing that I did may have may get my mom thrown in jail doesn't really help with the whole uh self-loathing thing that happens but so we get home and a lot of things happen and then in the following couple of weeks um I try to call my friends I do call my friends and I leave messages and they don't call me back and they don't answer my messages and they don't call me at all and to this day, even my, my best friend at the time, um, to this day, haven't talked to them at all about this. In fact, you guys are probably the first people I've talked to about this in a really long time. So, um, But yeah, that happens. And then somehow they just all found out and they just wanted to, they just didn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. But, but what does happen is that uh, my mom and I spend a lot of our time together. Um, we 
spend all of our time together. And we go grocery shopping, and we make breakfast together, and she helps me with the homework that I missed out on, and she, you know, watch TV, and, and we learn that we have to become friends. We learn how to become friends, which is something that we never really had to do before, but we had to do it. And so I've done this horrible thing to myself, and because of that, my mom and I have to learn how to become friends. And to this day, she is my best friend. Thank you. And we'll just see the show live, visit TonyMoreLive.org. That's TonyMoreLive.org. We will find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.